Hi, on this week's episode, I complain. Oh, do I complain. And none of it makes any fucking sense either. So put this on to go to sleep. And uh, I'm so sorry that I am in a foul mood and have been for the last couple weeks. Maybe. Maybe this time I'll be lucky. Maybe this time I'll stay. I gotta go. Hello, it's me, Meatball, and welcome back to Tony Soto Show with Meatball. I had my birthday last week, the official birthday. No party, because like I said, I'm only doing one party for myself, and it'll be on July 21st, that is this Friday, at Precinct. Doors at 9, special limited edition Barbie t-shirts go on sale at 9.30 to midnight, and shows at 10.30, 11.30, sexy food eating at 12.30. My shoes, my shows, my shoes, my shoes don't fit and my shows run on time. Okay, eat it. I have had a very long week. It is currently 7 o'clock in the morning, me recording this. I have to go record my other podcast uh, at 1 o'clock today with like three episodes, full makeup and costume. So I'm doing this now so I can go get into makeup, run over there and talk then maybe come back, edit this, and send it out. Not that you care about my fucking schedule at all. But I did perform in San Francisco, and I got to co-host Reparations, which is Nikki Jizz's show. Nikki Jizz's show at Oasis. Um, I just got to say, San Francisco drag is top tier. It's next level. If you care about drag, in my opinion, the best cities for drag uh, for me to view dragon and the type of drag, the type of drags that I like would have to be Brooklyn, like specifically like the Bushwick Queens. Um, then it would be San Francisco and then Chicago. Those three cities have the most inventive, creative forms of drag where it seems as though they kind of got bored with the structure of walking around and regular lip syncing, which is like what I like to do. I like to do comedy numbers, spoken word mixes, da 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 Like, I specifically make my mixes and build costumes around the mixes and have props and, like, little choreo to these mixes because I fucking hate a straight-through lip-sync for myself. I don't mind watching other people do it, and they can do it very successfully. I get bored doing that, and it shows on my face, and I want to just get off the stage. That's not, that's not for me. Hey, y'all, it's um, Future Meatball. I just had to edit out. I went on a real tirade about just absolutely nothing about a recent gig. And, you know, I realized if I ever want to get booked again and make the good money, maybe I should hold my tongue. So just uh, just know that I, I really popped off. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting to do a number, and then I... Just listen. It'll make. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Who cares? They hit play. I. I was like, I don't know. Just throw on "Cuff It," like a song that everyone will know. They hit play, and it was the not the not explicit version, which I didn't realize that there is such a huge. I haven't ever heard it. I've never heard it. I have never heard that version because when I put on Renaissance as an adult, I'm not like, let me listen to the kids' bop version. I didn't know the fucking words. A lot of the words were changed, and the pre-chorus is a little bit different. The music is different. The song started, and I went, this is the wrong song. 
And then it was like, I feel like falling in love. But I was like, the music sounds different. Like, this is a different version of this song that I don't know. And let me tell you, I didn't know it. So not only was I mad, but I also didn't know that song. Um, and it may be just like a slight difference. But um, for me, again, as like a real cunt and a type A person, I just needed it to be what I wanted it to be. And it wasn't even that. So anyway, it was a mess. I also think I haven't been drinking at all for like two or three weeks. First of all, let's talk about this. Some of y'all act like it's so fucking hard to not have alcohol. Let me tell you, haven't craved it once. I just thought that I was going to struggle with it more or it was going to be a situation where it's like, oh, I'm just so used to drinking in drag that it it feels necessary. I can tell you the only thing that's happened now is that I have a lower tolerance for dumb people, which I already was at rock bottom for to begin with. And two, I just talk to people normal they get real close ask me a lot of questions try to hug me i'm not a hugger out of drag or not a hugger now that i'm not drinking in drag but i'm also not um sweating as much although i did just do a gig in san diego and the temperature was like a it felt like it was 113 degrees like i was drenched standing still so it was also cooler on the street corner than it was inside the bar. So I just kept standing on the corner and everybody just kept waving at me. It was wild. Reparations was so wild in San Francisco. I saw one of the best drag numbers I'd ever seen. Uh, their name is Cheetah Biscotti and they performed as Steve Harvey from Family Feud. And the intro to the number was a three minute just uh, musical sting of the Family Feud song, but it actually sounded like the Price is Right theme because in my head I keep playing it and it goes, did it, 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 drag performer to or burlesque performer it was a mix it's hard to put your finger on it because it's just good performance art so anyway i would have them come back down but oh i was really really bad in san francisco about remembering everyone's names i'm in general bad about remembering a drag queen's name uh, Fina Barbadol warned me about that. She said, once you stop drinking, you're going to be on stage. You're going to look someone dead in the eyes. They'll be standing off stage waiting to come on. You'll have talked to them. You'll know their name. You'll look them dead in the eye and it's time to say it. And you just freeze. And that happened every single time. Thank God Snacks was on stage with me to really save my ass in those moments. Um, also, I have a very different hosting style because for my show, Fat Slut, we do the three acts in like one act an hour. There, they had about three hours and they only did seven performances. There was no like third act. So hosting there was actually a lot more conversational and like going back and forth with the audience. Whereas for me, I don't like an audience seeing me get, like question what's going on. You know what I mean? I'd rather power through and the audience have a little bit less information that they find out later than an audience watch me on stage talking to someone going, and uh, 
wait, so what's next? And what time is it? And where are we? Because that, uh, for me, as an audience member, when I see that, it looks unorganized and messy. I'd rather just someone go, all right, our next performer is blah, 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 blah. The money's off the stage. I hope you're having fun. Goodbye. Because for me, at Fat Slut, I'm on stage so often, the more I'm talking, the more annoyed I know the audience is going to get with me. So why not give them me in short little bursts and then they can see me at the end uh, on stage the whole time reacting to the sexy food eating instead of like holding them hostage for five to six minutes in between each. Not that that's what was happening because at that show, that's what it's built in to do. But if I were to do that at my show, we would never end. The show would never end. Five numbers in each act, each number five minutes, that's already 25 minutes. If I were to go out there and talk for longer than five minutes in each act, what is that? 50 minutes. That's an hour plus time to pick up tips. Let's add three minutes in between each one. That lays you down at what? An hour and a fucking half? I don't know. I don't know math. Oh, no. An hour and 15 minutes for each act. That seems impossible, especially at Precinct. It's hot in that room. People want in and out. In and out. And that's been my weekly drag roundup. Um, What have y'all been up to? I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. I went to go pick up some food. Yes, I still have pancreatitis. It's permanent, I think. It hurts now and then. I truly have lost 15 pounds at this point. Just drinking juices, having one solid meal a day. My new kink is actually trying to get bar sales up. So I'll just keep telling. Everyone wants to buy you a drink. And it's weird when they look in my eyes and I go, oh, no, I'm not drinking just a soda water. Because it's like I've I've taken something from them. So my new thing is that I make them buy me a double Casamigos tequila and soda. So it's very expensive, probably like a $20, $25 drink. And then I don't drink it. I just hold it. I maybe pretend to sip it. And then I go to the bathroom and I dump it down the toilet. Or... I take it to the dressing room and I give it to one of the go-go performers uh, because I can't drink, but I also know that a bar runs on sales and people want to buy me drinks. So why not give them the opportunity to buy me a drink, talk to me, and then I don't drink it. Give it away. So I'm not missing alcohol. There's 15 minutes in, I don't miss alcohol, but what I do miss is food. I thought I was so strong. I thought I was like, Ugh, who cares? I'm not hungry all the time. I could smell a hamburger and it doesn't bother me. I fucking went to Trader Joe's the other day. I'm so embarrassed. I read the back of everything now because I, I'm looking for how much fat, trans fat, sugar, but a healthy shit that you don't care about. But I just stood in the meat aisle and I just like look. I was just staring at the pre-cooked pork belly, which I've had. And it's pretty good. If you do like pork belly, Trader Joe's has one that's pre-cooked and then you can just like slice it into medallions or cubes and then air fry it till it's crispy. And my mouth is watering. And then like the fat on it. See, my thing with the pork belly is sometimes when you get it, they leave it really jiggly and jello-y and that's fine. But I'm from the South and we have a thing called Cracklin in the South. And there's a place called Best Stop, which actually Scott, Louisiana. It's, I think, like an hour and a half from Baton Rouge or Rain, Louisiana, where I was born, that makes Cracklin, which is just basically pork belly that they cut up into cubes, season, deep fry, season, maybe double deep fry it, 
And what you get is the outside. It's like a bacon lardon. It's basically bacon because pork belly is just bacon. That's just a big block. It's a bacon lardon, but it's like crispy on the outside. And when you bite into it, the fat just melts in your mouth. Anyway, if you can get yourself some no salt added Tony Sashries and a little brown sugar and then that pork belly and rub it on there into little cubes and air fry it, it's almost like Best Stops pork cracklins. That makes me miss boudin, too. Boudin. Boudin is a sausage that is rice and pork and seasonings all mixed up and then slid into, like, pig intestine, you know, like a sausage. It's so good. My mouth is what. So this is what's happening now is that I just think my mouth tastes the food that I want to eat, but I can't eat it while I drink an organic pressed juice the size of my fucking head. Um, I need to take a break because... Now my stomach hurts because I'm hungry. Tony Soto Show. I want to thank everybody who helped donate to getting me a car. Well, donated money or bought merch on my birthday. That was so kind of you. I sold about 40 shirts, which is a huge, huge sale. They just shipped out. I just shipped them out yesterday. Um, it's so nice going through uh, the list of names when I'm packaging the shirts and seeing who bought one and, like, seeing names that I recognize or seeing people in, like, uh, Deep South. Someone in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, bought one of my shirts. I've never I, – I was born there. I haven't been there in years, and it's just so interesting to be like, oh, there are gay people there. I need to go to there. Um, I really am in this next year going to be pushing – to tour fat slut more there's there's no reason i shouldn't be doing one in la every month and one in a different city like every other month they are difficult and stressful to plan but i like doing it and it's really fun and it's a great way to like open up the drag that i'm into to other people because not everyone is going to get to see some of the queens that i book regularly because those girls often don't get booked because of the way they look or their appearance and stuff like that, which I think is wild, but whatever. It's the, it's the way drag works. Speaking of the way drag works, there has been this, now that the SAG union is striking and, and uh, the WGA has been on strike forever, there has been these conversations that drag queens in LA I'm sure in other cities too have been having about unionizing drag and what it would mean to unionize drag and how it would give girls and and kings and everybody a more equal playing field playing field in the world of drag and the drag scene and I again I'm not fully educated on what all their asks are but I can tell you why I think that that's a really dumb fucking idea I'm sorry I am so heated it is 7:20 in the morning and I'm already at a fucking 10 um I think it's a bad idea because if there were to be drag unions then that would mean that the queens would have to start reacting and behaving responsibly or they could be fired from the union for instance i understand that everyone wants equal pay for the drag or they want more money or they want a certain amount of coverage 
Um, the other things that were going to happen if there is a drag union that these queens are not going to be prepared for. Uh, they're going to have to start showing up on fucking time. And I don't know a single fucking queen that can do that. Uh, they're going to have to start not drinking during performances as that's a liability. So you won't be able to drink. And if you do get caught drinking, trust me, I'll report you. Another thing they're probably not going to like. Shows are probably going to have to start on time as advertised. Uh, I know that if I'm paying extra to get into a drag show to pay for these union queens, I'd like there to be a little accountability in what time the show is going to start. Drag time's not going to be able to exist. You're not going to be able to get to be lazy. I think another thing that'll probably happen is that there, if there's an expectation of the bar to give you a certain amount of money and get, put a certain amount of effort and stuff into making sure that you're comfortable backstage, the bar's probably going to do what Play Nashville does and say, okay, well, you're going to need to start bringing more numbers, new costumes. You're going to start needing to do, I don't want to see repeat numbers. Uh, in a month, you can only do the same number twice or something. And that goes for every single bar. So you're going to have to start working more on your own craft. I am all for get, getting these girl, other bars paying these girls more. I am all for that. Say I see a girl breaking the union rules. Am I to let that go because we're drag sisters? Or should I care about the union and be like, yeah, I saw Meatball. She was blackout drunk. What She was supposed to be performing. She injured her ankle, but it was her fault because she was the liability. She was drunk. Um... And she was doing an old number and she didn't know the words. Like, what, what? If you just want more money as a drag queen, if that's all you're asking for is more bookings and more money, there's easier ways to go about it than unionizing. This isn't, this isn't like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know what it isn't. I, I I deal with a lot of queer people in my life. I hang out with very queer people all the time um, who all have their own sense of style and way of living and way of dressing and way of doing things, um, which is fine. I like love everyone's individual style, but sometimes, sometimes I just want you to dress normal when we're going to grab a brunch. Like not every... Every experience. Well, this is twofold. I need some of my friends to dress up a little bit more for events and occasions that we're going to. Because like a t-shirt and basketball shorts and a pair of dirty gym and a pair of dirty, dirty gym shoes can't be the look all the time. That is the look for going to the grocery store and doing stuff. But in a professional setting or to an event where I'm like, oh, we're going to get pictures and stuff. I don't need you in that. On the other hand, my boyfriend does tend to overdress sometimes and he's like, well, we're just the same. And I'm like in a T-shirt and jeans and he's in a button down and flared boot cut pants and like cowboy boots. And I'm like, we look like we're going to two different places. You're going to the rodeo and I'm going to just chill. So it's like I need that. But what I don't want. Oh, God. If we're if it's noon. And we're just going out to grab a coffee. Put on the gym shorts. Put on those shoes. If you're just getting coffee with me and then we're going to just hang out, see a movie and go home. There's no need for you to put on 
Your stacked Delilah boots with the metal cuffs up to your knee. A pair of booty shorts that your butt crack is hanging out of. A crop top that I can see half of your body through. It's just like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Everyone's looking at us and you're like, why is everyone staring? And it's like, because we're at the Grove. Because we're at the Grove and you are dressed up like Marilyn Man. Like you don't get to act surprised when you dress insane to go see a movie. You don't get to act surprised. You don't. You just don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just found a gray hair in my armpit. This is so insane. Oh, no. It's happening. I'm dying. This also just leads me to, um, how do you tell someone to quit when they're just bad at something? Thank you so much for listening to whatever this episode is. Um... I feel like I should leave you with something because I just kind of rambled and ranted for 40 minutes. Well, that's what it says, but you know I'm going to cut this thing to hell because half the shit I said was probably too offensive. And if it was offensive, please let me know why, because I don't think it is, but I do know that I sound like a complainy bitch today and have for the last few weeks, but I think... I don't know. I think working so hard and having so much on my plate and then seeing people do less um, and still complain about their schedules really sends me into a fucking spiral. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Meatball's Hot Takes. Bad Takes. Meatball's Bad Takes, Bad Attitude, Complaining. Meatball complains and hot and bad hot takes. Complaining with meatball and hot takes that are bad. This one's a bad episode. Don't even listen to it. Uh, goodbye. Tony Soto Show. Tony Soto Show.